Hey, good evening, West Houston Christian Center, Pastor Jack Pigeon, and with me today is Pastor Steve Williamson. Uh, we will be sharing on our topic of the Holy Spirit, and uh, we've got Brother Steve with us today. Everybody knows Steve. He's our worship leader at West Houston Christian Center. Uh, he's a father. He's a husband. He's an author. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, he's a mentor. He's a friend. He wears a lot of hats at West Houston today. But uh, Brother Steve, uh, you're going to love his testimony today on how the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how he started part of his life, maybe not even aware that there was a Holy Spirit. And then as he moved closer to the things of God, had an amazing experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God's given him not just one book, but multiple books uh, on the Holy Spirit. And so as we get in today, he's going to share a little bit about how uh, this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit came into his life. Steve, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay, sure. So I was raised in a denominational church, you know, and so I've been to church my whole life. I got saved when I was young. And, and so I knew about the Lord, knew about, um, even knew about the Trinity, and because we sang about it. Mm, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Right. I'm not sure I knew what that was, but I knew <laughs> the word existed. Right. And so, uh, you know, later on in life, I'm kind of searching back and saying, what is that all about? Yeah. And um, so now fast forward into my adult life, and I actually um, started going to, I started dating this girl, and she went to a really different church than I went to. And I found out later it was called a full gospel or spirit-filled. Right. Or even some people called it a Pentecostal church. And I had no idea what that was. I just knew they, they prayed out loud. They raised their hands. They clapped. They did all the things that I never did. <laughs> and I've been in church my whole life. And so uh, I started asking questions. And what I found, uh, strangely, is a lot of people that grew up in that just accepted that. Like we all do, this is what my parents believe, so this is the truth. Wow. And so when I asked them about uh, the Holy Spirit, um, people were like, yeah, that's just how it is. And I was like, but I'm over here and you're over here. How do I get there? Yeah. And so I led on my journey to learning more about the Holy Spirit. Wow. I'm happy to share more. About no, that. outstanding. The funny, the, the thing that kind of connects Steve's family and our family was Brazewood Assembly of God. And uh, if you go back to the early 70s, um, mid-80s, Brazewood was just kind of a hub in Houston uh, where there really was, looking back, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit taking place. You couldn't really say that it was what you would call full-blown revival, but there were a lot of people that were moving to Houston during the oil and gas years. Brazewood was just kind of a hub for people, kind of like Lakewood and... Uh, there were a couple others at the time, and uh, my parents, everybody knows Pastors Jack and Mary Jean, we were part of Brazewood back at that time. My parents were not in full-time ministry, but proved themselves faithful and were faithful at Brazewood and became the singles pastors at Brazewood and met Robin and Steve Williamson. That's right. And uh, I remember Steve, I've known Steve probably well over 40 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a long time, and I just vividly remember Steve was the was a coat and a tie, and was just you know Steve was uh, an engineer from Shell, and I remembered how he carried himself and how Robin they these were um, born again spirit filled people, but worked in 
um, the oil and gas industry and were faithful. And out of that, when mom and dad started the church 31 years ago, um, I relate that conversation when you told my parents that you were going to come to West Houston Christian Center. Sure. So, uh, you know, we had, we had uh, I I'd kind of grown in, in the things of God. And maybe I'll just take it one step back. Sure. When, um, when I was seeking the Holy Spirit, uh, I was at Singles. And so we hadn't gotten married yet. We were both going to singles under Pastor Jack R. And uh, one of the things I noticed about him, he was just such a regular person. He, he loved a good joke. He, he loved people. He wasn't stuffy like some preachers get, you know, and are full of themselves or mm-hmm. any of that. He was just a good guy. And, and he, I could tell he cared about me. And when I started meeting people like he and Pastor Mary Jean, uh, I was like, wow, these people believe this weird thing that that my my uh, girlfriend at the time believed, right. right? And I kept meeting people like that that seemed like regular people. And uh, long story short, Pastor uh, Jack R. was the one who led me to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which we'll talk about more today. And so I've been sort of uh, with him, if you will, for since way back then. But as um, we started growing in things and we started uh, getting positions of, I became a teacher and some things like that right. in, the, in Bracewood Church. Right. And Pastor Jack moved on to start the other church. Mm-hmm. And so we started attending in the midweek service just to uh, have another experience for worship because we were always kind of working in the other church. Right. And we were getting a chance to worship midweek. And so we... We finally, I just felt like the Lord told me that I was to, to go to this church, which is West Houston Christian Center, mm-hmm. because it'd be a place for my development. And I felt that very clearly. And so I, I talked to Robin and we um, we agreed that we would, we would start attending WATC. And when we did, we, after church, one midweek service, we took Pastor Jack and uh, Pastor Mary Jean out to McDonald's, <laughs> which was right? across the street, across the street <laughs> from where that we were meeting after service. Uh, <laughs> it was our fellowship, fellowship time. Right. And, and I said, well, we just want to share something with you. We're going to, uh, we decided to move to your church and to which pastor Mary Jean said, Oh no, and she put her hands in her head. Like that's the worst thing you could ever say. <laughs> and it wasn't quite the reaction we were hoping for. Right. And we thought they'd be excited. And then she quickly said, oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to react that way, but they were concerned that they, they had respect for their old pastor. Yeah. And they didn't want the pastor of Braisewood thinking they were somehow stealing people right. to come to their new church and trying to build their new church with his people. Yeah. And so once they cleared that up, we were we were good to go. Yeah. So now we've been together yeah. at this church for 30 years. Yeah, plus, yeah, I mean, all of Steve, all your children uh, were born here on this platform. And, you know, we've seen them all grow and prosper and in college and successful. And, you know, Robin and Steve have been faithful and they've been faithful to the message. Steve's been faithful to the message of the Holy Spirit that God gave him. And as Steve was saying, you know, there are different denominations and backgrounds that uh, great people love Jesus uh, they're not malicious, but you know, where there's just a lack of revelation or lack of knowledge, my people perish, the Bible says. And when Steve got the Holy Ghost, he got the Holy Ghost. Tell everybody about the book, Steve, and how God led you to write that. Okay. So as, uh, well, one thing just to talk about 
different people having different perspectives. One thing I think I was fortunate when I was growing up, I was taught about the Holy Spirit, but nothing about the baptism or speaking in tongues or any of that. So I knew he existed, mm, sure. didn't really understand him. Right. As opposed to some people who are taught that all that's of the devil. And so there's a very negative connotation. So Amen. for me, it was still part of the Godhead. And so I had a respect for it. And so I wasn't turned off. Nice. And so I was just curious. Yeah. And then when I started talking to um, Robin, who I can't remember, at some point we became engaged. And so I was like, all right, this is the one I've chosen for life. Right. And... And and it became the you know you know how it is like you're like we're going to go to Thanksgiving at your parents or my right, parents right well the first thing we had was are we going to go to your church or my church yeah and they were very different yeah and and she said let me put it to you this way everything you believe I believe but I have this extra thing yeah. that's really important to me wow and it's crucial to my faith and so if I go to your church I'm losing something that's wow really that's important. so good. But if you come to my church, you'll be gaining something. And when she put it that way, I was like, wow, how do you argue with that? <laughs> and Amen. so the only way I could argue with it was if that thing isn't real. And so that yeah. set me on my pursuit to find out if it was real. And so I started asking questions, and I jotted down my questions. And very quickly, uh, unbeknownst to me, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit was speaking to me. So good. And saying, uh, you need to collect all this and you need to write a book. Well, not you know long after that, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and then it just started flowing from me. Wow. And I was collecting questions from people in my church, people in my old church, people at work. And, and so I wrote this book, which is uh, 150 questions and answers about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And everything from what is it and how does it work and who gets it and does everybody get it and all the practical stuff yeah because there are a lot of uh i'll call it uh lofty sort of philosophical right. things about it right and you're like i don't really need to know all that i just need to know it's going to happen to me yeah and should i let it happen to me and those really basic sort of things that's really good steve you know the devil has fought tooth and nail to to prevent people from having the revelation of the baptism of the holy spirit yeah. And uh, as, as as far to believe that people would say that tongues is of the devil and, and that it passed away. And, you know, when the last apostle left and all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit left. And yet here we are living proof today. You know, I'll relate a story I remember with Steve. You know, when I Steve and Robin have been around longer than I have. Uh, I didn't get born in many ways. In many ways. <laughs> I didn't get born again until this is February. It was 29 years ago. Could have been today that I got born again because it was February and I remember that and uh, uh, I came into the church and you know, everybody kind of knows my testimony I had been struggling with a lot of addictions uh, you know drugs and alcohol and fornication pornography really I, I was a jackaholic anything that made me feel good I like doing and so in the process of getting discipled Steve was kind of a mentor to me and I'll never forget asking this question because even in the midst of all my rebellion, Steve, I'd gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues when I was 12 years old. And even as I had wandered far away from God and had put myself in some very, very um, ungodly situations, I could still always pray in tongues. And I remember asking you that question. That. I'm like, Steve how you know here i am i'm high on drugs i'm, I'm on, on everything but yet and uh, i'll never forget what you told me and it was just that jack 
it's a gift. And God loves us so much, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And I really think it was that beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit that kind of held me through the midst of all my rebellion till I got saved. And uh, like I said, then Robin and Steve really took a big part in my life as far as the mentorship. And uh, they really became my friend group, my peer group. Uh, you know, they kind of included me and let me in. And, uh, and here we are today. Well, wow, that has gone by really fast. We're going to take a quick break right here. We've got some anointed announcements. Uh, Pastor Mike's going to give you some information about the church, going to talk to you about receiving the offering. But uh, stay with us and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. This is Pastor Jack C. with Brother Steve, Pastor Steve Williamson. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, what we're going to get into a little bit with the remainder of the program is what we're talking about is the evidence of the Holy Spirit's indwelling. And you know, Steve, there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people wonder, and I get this question quite often, can I be baptized in the Holy Spirit without speaking in tongues? Or um, did I get tongues when I first got born again? Or there's sometimes just some misinformation or miscommunication about it. And I just thought we would go to the Word for a minute. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, and I'm reading out of the New King James, and I just want to relate. Um, this is the story of Peter, and uh, you know Peter lived an amazing life, and uh, he had a lot of he had a lot of interesting encounters with the Holy Ghost, and it was really Peter that brought the revelation that salvation and the Holy Spirit was for everyone, that it wasn't just for uh, the Jews at that time, it wasn't just for if you had to be a specific tribe, that really what God was trying to get to us was that God was for everyone and that God could be in everyone. And so you've got this in Acts chapter 10. Well, let's look at verse 44. It says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Let me just give you a little bit of a backstory. Peter had had this vision, and he was up on his roof and he was praying, and God gave him a vision. Three times this curtain came down and it was filled with all of these, what they considered unclean animals to an Orthodox Jew. And Peter was like, I can't eat these. There's no way. It's not kosher. It's not orthodox. And God kept telling him, Peter, arise and eat. Peter, arise and eat. And finally, what God was saying was, what I have made clean is clean for all. And the vision left. And all of a sudden, there's someone knocking at Peter's door. And they take Paul, I mean, take Peter, and they go to Cornelius' house. And there's all these Gentiles. And what God was telling Peter was, is that, these things of God are not just for Israel. These are for the Gentiles also. So as Peter is relating this to this group of men, the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Right. And all of a sudden, they start speaking in tongues, also the Gentiles that were there. And it's so interesting, it was at that moment that the other, uh, the other people that were with Peter, that gave Peter a hard time, because Peter, you shouldn't have gone to those people's house. They weren't clean. You shouldn't have gone and eaten with them even worse. Peter, you should never have mixed with these Gentiles because you're clean and they're unclean. And no, no, what God was saying was, is that what I've made clean is clean all the way through. Right. 
I, this is a, a particularly interesting um, event in the in the progression, I guess, of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It, there's there's several key scriptures that in the uh, book of Acts specifically that talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's the day of Pentecost. There's this one with the uh, with the Peter in the house of Cornelius. There's Paul and John with the Samaritans. There's uh, uh, even Paul and Ananias. And in each case, it talks about the Holy Spirit falling upon them. Mm. And, and and often it talks about they laid hands upon them right. and the Holy Spirit, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you, uh, you know, you take one scripture and you can make a whole theology on it, right? Right. Uh, and, and so you have to be careful not to just look at one, but you look at multiple. So here's a, one simple thing. Frequently, people laid hands on people mm-hmm. who received the baptism. Amen. The first time, Peter is just telling him about Jesus. He's telling them his testimony about the wonderful things that God did and, and that he was raised from the dead. And he tells them this. And just the sheer word of God right. hit them and they and they believed. So they received and then they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's good. And as evidence was speaking in tongues. So first, it's the first time that, that no one had laid hands on anybody. Right. And that someone who wasn't Jewish had received. Right, and so all these Gentiles and people were like, "Wait, what's going on? I thought mm. this was some special thing for us. We're the chosen people, right. right?" And God was saying, "No, no, this is for all mankind." So good. And and then I, I think it's interesting. Uh, here's him uh, speaking in tongues, and he said, "So Peter himself is going. Well, should we go ahead and baptize him in water as well? Right. They've already gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right. And he says, because they'd received the Spirit." The Holy Spirit the same way we did. Yeah. Wow. Now, when did he get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The day of Pentecost. Right. He was in the upper room with the twelve. Yes. And what does it say? The Holy Spirit fell upon them. They were all baptized in the Holy Spirit and they all spoke in tongues. So Peter, again, is just a, it's another little if you put it together, you see, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit right. and I spoke in tongues. Right. And the same thing. Now, maybe it says the Holy Spirit fell on them mm-hmm. and it doesn't use the words baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right. But now you see the connection. So good. You go to one more, uh, like the next chapter, I think it is. Peter's gone back to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and he's telling everybody, they're like, why did you go down there? That was dumb. And he goes, hey, I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah. And I'm telling you, all these uh, these Gentiles received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He goes, they've received the same baptism. And Peter says, not in, not in this story here, but when he goes back to tell them the story, right? he says, and... When I was speaking, I remembered Jesus said, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Wow. Not many days since. Right. And so he's saying, wow, this thing that Jesus told me about mm-hmm. before he left the earth, this is the same thing that's happening to the Gentiles. Wow. And, you know, it's just this whole revelation. So for, good. For, and now here we are as Gentiles. Right. Being really excited that this ever happened. We're happy to be at the party. Amen. Yeah, exactly. There's something that jumped out to me. And if you go back and look at verse... Um, 46 in Acts 10, it says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about speaking in tongues is that people will say tongues is of the devil. How in the world, if tongues is of the devil, is he going to magnify God? You have to go even back to Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit fell. When people heard this 120 speaking in tongues for the very first time, uh, they weren't praising Satan. They were glorifying God. Funny story. Everybody knows that, you know, I've 
came out of a lot of stuff when I was a young man. I was in a lot of places I shouldn't have been, um, uh, seedy places. There were drugs, drug dealers, all that kind of life. Not once in the midst of the evil that I was in did anybody ever offer me tongues. There wasn't this nice evil gift to help me, you know, in my descending lifestyle. No one ever says, hey, Jack, if you really want to, you know, we'll come in the back. We're going to do some tongues in a minute. Yeah. It was never it was never like that, right. you know. And so I just want to show you when we're praying and when we're speaking in other tongues. And I want you to notice that the first thing that our spirit does when we get baptized of the Holy Ghost is we immediately start magnifying God. We are given such a capacity. We get beyond our natural thinking and our normal mind and we are actually our spirit in tune with God's spirit and we begin to magnify and praise Him. At all. It's like a turbo, you know, for your prayer life. All of a sudden you begin to magnify and praise God at a whole new level. You know, you mentioned something earlier about uh, can I receive the baptism and not speak in tongues? Well, here's the interesting uh, aspect of this. I think like many people, you're like, if God wants me to do something, then he'll, he'll do it. But if you read the scriptures, it says, if you knock, mm -hmm. then he'll open the yeah. door. If you ask, then he'll answer. And when it comes to speaking in tongues, it very clearly says, we speak in tongues as the Spirit right. gives us utterance. Right. So what uh, Pastor Jack just described is that 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 oh that flowing of that that well of living water yeah it wants to uh just flow out and praise god but god does not speak do the speaking you are the one speaking in tongues right and so we have the ability to shut it off amen and that's the unfortunate part is our mind gets in the way we yeah. start thinking well that doesn't seem logical right well no it's supernatural well that doesn't make sense no it's an unknown tongue yeah and we start saying well i uh, in fact, I, I've experienced uh, in, in my ministry uh, praying for people and they say, well, I hear it in my head, but I'm just afraid to do it. That's like, good. I'm afraid something bad's going to happen. Right. I'm going to roll around and do something crazy. Right. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman, but he is also part of being the gentleman is saying, I'm not going to force you to do this. Yeah. I'm not putting my, your arm behind your back. That's good. I'm saying, here's a language for you to praise God. Yeah. You have to open your mouth. That's so good. You know, I've anything I've ever done in my life, whether it's been scuba diving, paintball, weightlifting, reading, whatever, there's always people that take things to an extreme. Mm -hmm. Whenever um, something like this, like the gifts of the Spirit, yes, people have taken tongues and those types of things and taken them to the extreme. But it doesn't negate that it's a gift for everybody and it is for today. There's a lot of things that get taken to extreme and out of context. And, you know, praying in tongues does not take the place of me spending time in the Bible. Praying in tongues does not take the place of me serving in my church. Praying in tongues doesn't negate me from giving gifts, tithes, and offerings. Or even praying in your normal language. Right. You know, and, and, there's, and as we get into this study, you're going to see more and more some of the nuts and bolts of what we're talking about. But I think the real essence of today is, is that... Uh, Jesus went through a lot for us to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He really did. Uh, I see it as the greatest tag team that ever took place, that as Jesus was going up, the Holy Spirit was coming down. They kind of slapped hands about halfway and tagged each other in. But I think Steve and I could both. Um, there's so much to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I think after you've walked in it for so long, you almost take for granted the benefits that it has around you because you begin to live 
and this parallel life to what the world is because now you have a direct access to the Father. Like Steve said, you know, you don't hang from the chandeliers, you're not frothing at the mouth. You know, uh, if you go back and look at who was in the upper room and who got baptized in the Holy Spirit, Jesus' mother also was there, Mary, and got baptized. How awesome that must have been, right. you know. No one ever accused Mary of, of being some crazy lady, right? Right. She's very revered and all that because she's just more full of the Spirit. Amen. You know, when I, when I talk to people, um, well, when I was first... Um, learning about this, I would look at pastors and say, well, yeah, they got this, but they're yeah, special. They went to Bible school or something, right? Yeah, that's right? good. And then I found out, you know, here's a guy that sells the insurance, and here's a guy that is a plumber, mm -hmm. and here's a guy that, and regular people, you know, non-trained yeah. non, non uh, yeah. uh, trained people, that's just good. like the disciples that says, they looked and said, how do they get so smart on this stuff? They're unlearned men. They're Amen. fishermen and all that. That's so good. Because, uh, the Holy Spirit is available for everyone. Amen. And and for me, you know, speaking as I um, was trained as an engineer, so I'm conservative. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a right. I, you know, some people. You're a critical are, thinker. Yeah. Yes. Right. You know, and so when something comes on, I'm the first to say, "If that's going to make me do something stupid, I'm not doing it." Right. Right. So good. And so when it did happen to me, I got a lot of joy. I got a lot of excitement. My faith grew tremendously. Mm -hmm. But I was still just an engineer, yeah. still just a conservative guy. So good, you know. Didn't change the way I dressed. Didn't change, right? You know, I was. It didn't make me, you know, any weirder than we already are as Christians. <laughs> right, right, right. That's good. That's good. You know, it's funny. You know, Satan always wants to drive us, and he always wants to control people and indwell people. And the Holy Spirit's the complete opposite. He wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. He wants us to learn His voice and to gently lead us and guide us to where He wants us to go. And that's the beauty of being a born-again, Spirit-filled Christian is that, yes, um, I have access to the Word of God and the revelation, but I also have an everyday comforter, a helper, to help me make decisions. You know, how many of us today are making big decisions? Isn't it nice to know that you've got a senior partner in the Holy Spirit that has access to all wisdom, all knowledge, and all truth. And if I'll spend some time praying in the Holy Spirit, and let me just throw this little twist as we're coming to the end, sit there and ask God then to help you interpret what you just prayed. Uh, that is a wonderful exercise in beginning to learn how to walk in the gift of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Amen. Well, we're at the end of the broadcast. Brother Steve, we're going to make a special offer available to you today, Brother Steve. Tell him what that is. Well, for the first 15 people that send the church your email, we're going to give you a free copy, an electronic copy, of uh, Who's Afraid of the Holy Ghost? So it's, this is the new edition. It's the, my second edition. It has, I've added some additional things as the, the Lord has given me uh, insight. And I, you know, I really know that this will make a difference in your life, especially if, if you're at the point where you're wondering, is this Holy Spirit thing real? Is speaking in tongues? Is the baptism of the Holy Spirit real? Like I said, I'm an engineer. I do everything from a very logical standpoint. I'm also a teacher. I, you know, I have a, a gift of teaching. And so I always look, how do I convey this message so it's not just a bunch of religious stuff or That's it's good. not just a bunch of high and mighty things, but it's something practical that you can say, why does this happen? That's good. I've tried to answer that sort of thing in the book. So good. So there you go. So the first 15 emails that we get to the church, we will direct you to a link on how to get an e-copy of the book. 
and I guarantee you it'll answer a lot of your questions. Well, we don't want to end any broadcast uh, without offering someone, maybe you're watching this for the very first time, maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and Steve and I would love the honor of just praying with you. You know, if you're feeling um, like there's something missing in your life, you know, there's, we fill our lives with all these things trying to fill this gap that we have, but really there's a place in our heart that was made just for God to dwell in. And so if you're dealing with no matter what right now, uh, anxiety, depression, loneliness, fatigue, fear, Jesus wants to come into your heart and he wants to be your Lord and Savior. And all you have to do is just pray a very simple prayer. You have to believe what you're praying and you have to do it with an honest and an earnest heart. But just pray this with us today. Just say, Dear Jesus, please come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Clean out, Lord, all of the the, the dead and the dryness, Lord, that's in my spirit and fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. Please forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you rose from the grave and that right now you sit at the right hand of the Father. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I know it was short, but it was powerful. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, also email us here at the church. We'd love to be a part of your uh, journey into the things of God. Well, this is Pastors Jack and Pastor Steve from West Houston Christian Center. We've had an amazing time. We're going to be back next week again together. If you have any questions, you can comment us in the comment uh, portion of Facebook or YouTube or email us here at the church. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.